What's so funny? I just don't. I don't really know what you want. Well, so <laughs> I know what we're doing here. Well, I wanted to talk about. It's John. It's John. Gluten is not your problem. Conversations with culinary chameleon, modern day renaissance man, and my friend Walter Schmidt. Join us for insights, musings, and rants on food culture, life, the universe, and more. Please enjoy. Oh, but did you see the guy who helped us? His name was Walter. Walter the Butcher. Walter the Butcher helped us. You need me to scoot in a little bit? I guess we both need to scoot in a little bit. Let's get tight. Let's get cozy. But yeah, so um, before we left my house, you know, mm-hmm. like you, you always see like the change sitting on the thing, and I grabbed the change off the off the little nightstand and threw it in my pocket, and I right. always forget to do that. And it was just a dime and a penny. Okay. Right? I just threw it in my pocket, and then my total was twenty one eleven. It was exactly what you needed. Yeah. I got my leg of lamb and my mint jelly. and So, let's talk about the leg of lamb. Okay, we'll talk about the leg of lamb. I haven't so, it yet. But. We, Walter and I, have a history with a rack of lamb. Mm. And I think we've told this story, but I, I think it bears repeating. I don't think there's any sort of linear narrative to... Can you remind me of this story? I'm going to, okay. yes. <laughs> I don't think we've talked about it. Um, So, in Seattle... You like to talk about Seattle. Sure. Um, it's an exciting place. <laughs> there's a lot happening um, there. There's a place called 13 Coins. Oh, now, yeah. Okay. I've heard this place is weird. <laughs> and super weird. I've heard it described as the kind of place to take a hooker on a date. Yeah. <laughs> or I've like David described. Lynch, if you want to impress him or tell, make him think you're cool. Right. Like, he would walk in there and just be like, I'm home. <laughs> like, I'm home. It's such a weird David Lynchian. So I never went to there's like there's a little back bar, but I never went to that other little room. Yeah, I always went to either. I had a job interview in that little room. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I'm glad we're bringing this up. So, um, so the Thirteen Coins is a very strange place. They have the booths that go all the way to the ceiling. Mm. There's the captain's chairs that are not. They're they're part of it is at a bar, but majority of them are at the kitchen. So you're watching. It's a kitchen bar. Right, so you sit, both. you pony up to this like this kitchen where they're cooking on like fr- flat girls in t- like an open kitchen in front of you, mm-hmm. and you have these super high backed leather swivel bar stools that right. also almost go up to the ceiling, like they're really high up. And they've got like the buttons, like that whatever that those buttons are called in the fabric, the upholstery buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really weird vibe in there. So it's very strange. Yeah. We would only we would usually go there. After work, three in so at three see, in the like, four in the morning, you see Sonics there, like basketball players, right? Yeah, so you would see professional yeah. athletes. Mm-hmm. It would be a place in Seattle where sometimes like celebrities would be seen because it was mm-hmm. this weird place to go. Because you could get like it was like <laughs> oh that's the upscale. menu scale. Yeah, it was like there was a uh, was it escargot and there's... you could get escargot. You could get Lam- a Denver omelet. Yeah. Just about anything with hollandaise Cheeseburger. on it. Cheeseburger. You could get brunch. Yeah, you could, at like 3 in the morning you get brunch. Anytime Champagne. everything's available. Yeah. So I remember getting the escargot there. Did you? Oh, yeah, that's right. And there was like little leather buttons. They were really bad. Yeah. Um. So yes, it's 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 it seems upscale. <laughs> like it has the... But the upscale. guy cooking your food is still in the same restaurant as you at 4 in the morning. Yes, like, exactly. It's, it's, not, it's not any less 4 a.m. than it is exactly. anywhere else. Like, so, and not, nothing, nothing against anyone who cooks the graveyard shift, but like, 
Let's talk about like the the how do you manage a kitchen that can give you the because we got that eighty dollar rack of lamb, escargot, right. Denver omelet, <laughs> all of those things. Can you talk a little bit about how that's even possible? It's not well, and for it, it to be all fresh it's and I, good. No, it's, exactly, it's not. I mean, like, well, volume is one of the things. We're also there. I think we're on an off day. I mean, you you get your your produce and your things are delivered once a week, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's probably like Thursday or Wednesday when these things come in. Um, so like that's the like, the best time to go to restaurants it's like probably Thursday or Friday night because they're getting ready for the weekend so they want to get all of everything prepped so that's when everything's going to be the freshest right that's where the meats are coming in mm-hmm. and so if you go in on a Monday like that's where you see like Sunday and Monday a lot of specials things that they they the need fish. to move the fish things that are good they're, they're going to turn tomorrow I don't think people are serving bad fish but <clears throat> they they want to sell it so you yeah get- the rack of lamb on Wednesday maybe not the best move you know right. the escargot because the escargot is probably from a can but i mean i hope <laughs> i hope it came from a can <clears throat> and not the garden <laughs> but, <laughs> on queen anne yeah right on the denny regrade <laughs> exactly. retrograde regrade regrade yeah um <clears throat> pre whole so it's this wild era. place yes pre trolley there was no trolley going out to the mm-hmm. have you been to seattle in a while no, you know about since, the trolley thing? No, not it's since 2011. The most useless forms of transportation in this city. They don't go any. It's like they just put another. Uh, uh, what's that rail that goes from Seattle? to Monorail. The monorail. They mm-hmm. just did another one, but there's a trolley that runs right from that other corner across the street from the monorail, and it goes out to Hooters, and that's it, and back. Like it's just, a, yeah, it's so stupid. It's like it goes from where to Hooters? Uh, Westlake Mall, Westlake Center to to Lake uh, Union. Yeah, to Hooters. That's it. And then back and forth, that's all. So you can go from Hooters, take the trolley back up to Westlake Center, go upstairs in Westlake Center, jump on the monorail, and take the monorail out to the, to the Space Needle. But like, it's like this big V that they've created of, of useless transit. I was so unimpressed with the monorail. Like, I was excited when we finally went. And at first, like, living there, it was cool that I didn't go because that was something that tourists did. Right. But then I was like, oh, I want to go see, I want to get on the monorail. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wasn't that? It's dirty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what were we saying? I'm sorry. The rack of lamb. The rack of lamb. I'm at thirteen sorry. coins. <clears throat> um, yes. We got we we eighty dollars is still a lot of money. Yes. It was a lot of money back then. It's a lot of money now for dinner. The rack of lamb that they were selling at the butcher shop was uh, twenty two uh, and forty four cents. So the rack of lamb that you buy for the restaurant is maybe going to be less than that, but still, it's eighty dollars. Right. We we spent and it was three or four in the morning. Yes. And it was over charcoal. I believe it was burned completely through. Like mm-hmm. it was it wasn't it was inedible. Like it was just it was like straight carbon on the outside and basically beef jerky into the middle. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so I remember it being really bad, but traditionally the lamb mm-hmm. goes with the mint jelly. Do you know what the origin of this, or is this just the way it's always been? I don't know. I mean, that's just how my mom always did it. Okay. And she would have to, you know, mom, when, not if, when you listen to this, if you'd like to mm-hmm. call in or write us or let us know, like, what, why you were inspired. It's probably in a cookbook somewhere or something. She just saw it. and Right. That sounds nice. So mint jelly. So, so we got this, and it was terrible, and I think we ended up probably just getting cheeseburgers at Jack in the Box afterwards probably. after we spent $80 on a burnt piece of lamb. Yeah. And some um, leathery... Escargot. Yes. Um, but needless to say, 13 Coins as an institution, is it there anymore or is it gone? I'm pretty sure it's still there. Okay. And they had another one out by the airport. But 
Um, so we were talking about the lamb that you were getting. What you you wanted to cook a leg of lamb? Yeah, I got Is a loin lollipop. Instead. Or no, that's... no, no. That's those are like lamb chops, like okay, lamb, lamby chops. But um, no, I got the loin. So it was, it's just you know me, maybe one other person. I don't know who I'm gonna cook for, but um, oh, the whole leg they had a leg, but it was yeah, it's like the size of my head. I'm not trying to, and I only have like two or three days to eat it before I have to go back out to work. Hmm. So. You're just gonna cook. You're just cooking like lamb for yourself. Yeah, I'm gonna jelly. rub it down with some salt and pepper, and and you know probably stab it and put some little spikes of garlic in there and slow roast it. I like to do it cold. I think that's what I was telling you in the car. I was like, I want to put it. I want. I like to dial it my fridge down a couple notches and get it nice and chilled, because it kind of helps build a, like a crust around things that I roast, like my roasts and stuff. It kind of seals in the juice a little bit better. I think. Do you turn down the refrigeration or turn up the refrigeration? Uh, I guess you turn it up. Is it? Does Ten it... is cold, coldest, right? right? Most people keep it around five, I think, or seven. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take it to eight. You, if you put it, if you cross eight, you start getting the ice and crap in well, there. Well, when you put, like, lettuce in the back and then it freezes or right, whatever. That kind of, yeah, that's yeah. a little too high. Yeah. So just dial it down. Mm-hmm. Put your shelves in properly. The airport, 13 coins. Yes. Mike says he got sick. We're... Oh, <laughs> yes. that's where you'll get sick. Yeah, that's where that happens, for sure. <laughs> um, Decisions were made. But, so you are going Mikey? to... No, different, different mic. I don't know. This uh, mic. <clears throat> so you're gonna cook this leg of lamb, and you just were inspired to have a leg of lamb. Yeah, this I just weekend. I crave my mom's cooking a lot, so I got the Aww. mint jelly. How was Mother's Day, for mom? From her? For her? She said it was very relaxing. She just, you know, good. Yeah, she's good. good. Taking it easy. Yeah, I well. doubt it. She's never taking it easy. She's always running around doing things she's not supposed to. But, mm. um, but yeah, no, I uh, I called her, of course. Yes. I had to work. I worked Mother's Day. Right, me too. One of these singularly awful, worst days in the restaurant industry, if anyone knows anything about brunches or how people behave when they're trying to impress their mother, like discerningly sending things back. I don't know. It's like, Mom, watch this. Happy Mother's Day. Fuck you. Get this wine off my table. Like, <laughs> just, just, you know, it's like, are they trying to impress her? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I didn't. Know. We fortunately didn't have too many pains. I had a woman, no, there's outdoor dining. And this woman sent back her steak because she said there was a beetle in it. And <laughs> yeah, I said, I, I didn't really argue with her about it. Or like, well, we are eating outside. There's bugs and we can't control that. I right. mean, you're, yeah. you're sitting surrounded by dirt and leaves. I had and... a woman complain about the wind the other day. So what? can you <laughs> yeah. fix that? It was really windy. She's <laughs> like, it's just too windy. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. do you want? I did one of these... Uh, I dream of things. I was like, yep, it didn't, it, it didn't work. No. Sorry. Her husband did. But. Oh, okay. Yes. Well. <laughs> I think he knew who he who Well, he's, he's been, yes, he's, 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 he's sick, been sick of her shit yes, for a while, right? He's been blamed for these. Like, I'm glad the wind's not my fault today. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, so leg of lamb, Mother's Day. Um, Yeah, other than the beetle, I just refired the steak and we just got rid of it. I mean, it was a fine piece of steak. She had a couple of bites and I think they said something like, oh, flew, maybe it flew in. And so it crawled on her steak and then flew away. So the beetle wasn't there. No, there was no beetle when I picked she up just the plate. She said that the beetle touched her food. Yes. Wow. I wouldn't help that woman at all. I'd be like, prove it. Did you get a picture of the beetle? Can you describe the beetle for me? I didn't have time. I hear you. Oh, that's so annoying. It man. sucks, but like, it literally was, <clears throat> there was no argument. It was like, okay, let me take this away and it's going, your friends are all done with dinner. It's going to be another 20 minutes. Yeah. 
sit here by yourself. You're and going eat your to steak. get a fresh piece of steak. Miss, would you mind moving to this table in the corner? Face her into the corner. <laughs> into the corner while she eats. My in my in fifth grade, Mr. Lobel, he was kind of an asshole. Um, he made this one kid. His name was Patrick. I wish I knew his last name. But he made him sit in the corner for like most of the year. I remember him because he was a, he was a bad fucking kid. But like, it was weird, man. And he would give him coloring books while the rest of us were doing. There was some serious fucked up abuse. He started just calling him happy because he wasn't smiling anymore. Jesus Christ, what is going on? This is in Vegas. Yeah. Wow. Don't raise your kids in Vegas. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, there were always those kind of messed up, troubled kids who were like start shit. You know, they were kind of relatively dangerous. I don't know. Mike says he ate bugs in the military. Is um, that Mike? No. Um, there's a different guy. Have you ever eaten bugs? No, but a friend of mine's ex-boyfriend would. He would do this thing where he was in the mm. Marines and he would eat spiders off the counter. Like we'd be in the kitchen and you'd see a spider and like you know the girlfriend of course would jump and I go ugh, you know I didn't jump and squeal but I mean, I don't like spiders either. But he would just grab it. And put it in his mouth and eat it. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what, why are you doing that? It's like, oh, you know, we used to eat weird shit all the time. It's in the desert. You know, you have to entertain yourself, and it's protein. And I don't know. Is that what so, we're talking about, Mike? Is that, I think that's what we're talking <laughs> is about. That what, um, marine? But yeah, are we a crayon eating marine out there, Mike? I don't know. I don't know. My, uh, my nephews are all marines. Too. I think Mike's. My sister was in the army, but Mike, I don't remember. Now I feel bad. I don't know what, what you. Br- what branch, Mike? What branch you're in? I I don't know. Um, Chapalinos. So, <laughs> kiss your mother with that mouth. <laughs> Diego <clears throat> brought some Chapalinos to work. He's like, "You want some Chapalinos?" And it looked like this little bag of crunchy red whatever, mm-hmm. and it were just dried, fried um, chilies, grasshoppers. Oh, I've had those. Yes, and you just eat them. I didn't know they were called Chapalinos. They were at the uh, there's a tequila festival in Seattle in Fremont, mm-hmm. and. A uh, girl at the time would we? Would, she was really into tequila and and cocktail competitions because they'd have a big tequila co- cocktail competition there. And our friend uh, Michael Caden won that year. What was the drink? I, it was uh, it was really good. It was tasty. I don't remember exactly what was in it, but he mm. served it inside these little dragon fruit pods. Like he pulled oh, yeah. them out and froze mm-hmm. them, and so they were each served. So it was some kind of dragon fruit thing. And he won this trip to Jalisco and like this whole thing. And then he gets to be a judge on the next year. And That's awesome. We ate. Yeah, they had these bag. One of the places had, I think it was, it wasn't Sparkle Donkey, but it was one of these other tequila mm. booths had these little crunchy. And you just. Yeah. And I tried them and they were really good. They were like Chipotle or something. They were kind of like, to me, they were like, like you know, chickpeas, like the fried chickpeas where they have like the husk Shell. on them. Mm-hmm. There's like the weird. Thing, the flotsam and the jetsam gets yes. around in your mouth and yes there there was plenty of flotsam and plenty of jetsam yeah um i wanted to we talked last week on the podcast about well first you were a little bit concerned because you were talking about breaking my bones <laughs> right yes it sounded like i was and I don't. I had a few drinks, and I was just like. Afterwards, I was thinking, "Damn it!" I'm like, I asked you to like I, show me how. I, I get it. Here, show me. Show how. How do you do it again? You just turn ah, it. okay. Shut up. So, well, I didn't. I didn't know what you. <laughs> you just turn it and push them down like that a little okay, bit. Okay. Okay. But there's also the one where you, if you, you get their fingers, uh huh, kind of, and you can push down the elbow like that. Like, okay. Well, lock them up. I don't know. Okay. It's better if we're standing. I right. Mean, it's not right. really something you do when you're sitting at a table <laughs> with a person. It's, it's a little weird. If you've but... made it that close to that yes. person. Just stab them. <laughs> just pick up your knife. That's right. Is or your, this, your plastic the, fork. Is it the salad knife? Or what's the... I think it's the plastic fork nowadays. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're not even using metal anymore. Um, did we talk about the salad knife? 
We've talked about the salad knife okay. a couple of times, I think, okay. and you still tease me about it. Whenever there's like a table setting situation, yeah. like, so where does the salad knife go, Walter? And I'm like, that's exactly my point, because there is no salad knife. This is why you do not serve salads that require knives. That's why you... But the Caesar was tradition originally meant to be eaten with the hands, but, no knife. Th- then I'll do that. Then you know what? If next you hand it, if somebody hands time, you a I'm whole doing leaf, it. I'm doing it. Next time I get a, a goddamn Caesar salad with whole leaves, I'm just going to pick it up. Yes. And that's what's going to happen. That's what you're supposed to do. So maybe an extra napkin and a broom <laughs> is going to be a, a, appropriate. So I had, speaking of brooms, I had two, I had a 12, I had a group of 12 people for Mother's Day. Mm. They were mostly all well-behaved, and they were very good, and they were very gracious, and they tipped well and all that Sounds stuff. Like you're talking about children. Where is this going? So there were two children. <clears throat> now, when we put together a table for 12 people, I'm imagining there's going to be room for plates, for the tiles where the, where the hot um, cast iron skillets go, mm-hmm. where the stobs and the platters are going to go. There's real estate. I have it kind of mapped out. Yeah. I have to make sure there's enough Each room. Each person needs enough room to actually logistically eat the food that you're presenting them. So yes. when they bring the two babies in, and these babies, and they were mostly, they were well-behaved. Put them they under the table? They didn't cry or anything. They put the babies right in the middle, and then we, we couldn't put anything in front of the children because they would grab it. Right. And we couldn't, they were, plates were too advanced. Right. So they couldn't have anything. So I gave just, them, just fajitas then. She, and then she <laughs> says to me... Would it be okay if we didn't use any plates and they just ate off the table? And I was like, what? <laughs> because they, so, because that's what we do at home. <laughs> they just and drop I just, the Cheerios on the table and like let them go ham. And on I it. just said, well, <laughs> sure. Hang on, just one second. And if anyone is ever curious as to why we're not allowing you to dine inside yet, it's because you can't behave yourselves. <laughs> no one, no one can behave themselves long enough. To be allowed inside, like a regular person anymore. Right. What is happening? I'm just putting this so it doesn't overheat. It's weird, because it looks like it does the exact opposite. It looks like a little heating thing. Are you going to plug it? Oh, that's probably loud. No, I'm not going to plug it in. But it, it'll give it a little, ah, air. a little air. I hear you. Um, Maybe you can edit out that. Maybe. Maybe we'll see how much time we have. <laughs> see how much my bus gets here. <laughs> um, so always leaving, never. They arriving. were just eating everything off the table. That's weird. The whole family just decided no. to do this too. Okay, because that would have been great. Well, but we don't want to make the children feel bad, so we're all just. Gonna so they be... would just like give them a piece of chicken with like the cauliflower puree, and they were just yes, that's yes, basically that was exactly what happened. Yeah. That's so, how babies eat. I, and I was just like, sure. I, I think at this point, I don't really fucking care what you do. I'm going to have to clean up after you anyway. Mm-hmm. And as sure. long as... Yeah, I get that. I was just like, I have far too many other people to deal with. Yeah. And there's 12 of you. I, just, I feel like well, we're talking about babies eating right now. And I'm just... I'm feeling like every baby I've ever seen in movies and TV shows, they sit in their little bib thing. Of course, there's maybe some kind of mess. But then when they feed them, there's a spoon... And they do this thing where the, the spoon goes in and they lift it up and then they scrape the rest and they kind of tuck the food neatly into the baby's mouth. And this has never occurred in real life. Like, I feel like it's always just this messy, fucked up... Like, my nephews, I, remember, I still call my little nephew uh, Anthony, he's like 28 now or something, he's spaghetti face. Because he just like <laughs> has spaghetti and he just like grabs it with his hands and shoves it in his face and he was adorable. But that's what... Next time somebody makes a movie, I feel like that's what they should just... 
Like have the messy. baby sitting in the chair and like the mom's talking to her friend on the phone or whatever, just like mm-hmm. grabs a thing of spaghetti for <clears throat> spaghettios and just dumps it on the in the tray in front of the kid and the kid can just grab it. Because that's how they're it's like a feeding trough. It's right. It's and weird. if we're fortunate enough that and they, they tipped very well because it was a mess and there was shit all over the floor and whatever, but I mean, I guess at that point I don't really care. Right. It's when it's it's when they're overly demanding about it. Right. And, um, can I just, can I just, yes. like, can I just have some ranch? You're like, absolutely. Can I get you anything else while I'm back there? Yeah. No, no, no. And you come back with the ranch. You're like, oh, I'm going to need a spoon. And you come back with that. And you're like, and can I get a side of mustard? And you're like, certainly, sir. Is there anything else I can get you while I'm back there? No, no, no. Just the mustard. And you come back and they're like, do you have any Worcestershire? We had to find that. I didn't know. We... Yeah. <laughs> you found some? There was, there was some back there. I mean, I don't think. Of course think... there is. There's like a little bit of everything. usually if you look hard. Right. I feel like, I feel like Worcestershire at least in, I don't want to be judging restaurants, but let's be honest, nicer restaurants aren't going to carry that. They don't usually... If you're making your own Caesar dressing, you are. Oh, well, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Is okay. that Worcestershire, Worcestershire in... It is. Okay. In my, in my perfect recipe, it is. In your perfect recipe, your yes. perfect Caesar... I've been carting this recipe around for decades. You have the best recipe. Yes, I do. It's from La for Fontana. Caesar. Yeah, oh my God, it's amazing. Um, it's on this little scrap of paper. It's like... I wrote it down, and it's been in my little, my little uh, treasure box kind of thing that I keep. <laughs> the secret recipe yeah. in the treasure box. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> recipe. Um, okay, fair enough. Maybe I'm completely off base. I don't know anything about anything. cooking. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, <laughs> we we know. <laughs> I don't. I no, don't. but you're learning a lot, and the things that you've come up with, like that weird cheese thing that you manufactured, was actually pretty tasty. It was the fake, the tofu, the, fake, the, the yeah, tofu the, feta, tofu feta, whatever that was. Um. Hummus? No. No. Now, I've heard that hummus, to make the best hummus, you have to actually get the shells off the chickpeas. You have to peel each one. Well, you can just use canned ones. No, the ones in the can have the the shells still on them. The little husk. No. What? No. They don't? I mean, not the ones that we used. Oh. Where's the last time? I don't even remember the last time I made hummus. Jesus. Do you like hummus? I do. I didn't think I was ever going to just from the commercial, but... I saw a commercial. What commercial? There was a commercial for like um, I think it was it was actually not a commercial. It was on a bus. There was like a, a thing, a poster on a bus that just had a, a headstone, mm-hmm. and it was for like extra gum or like some kind of like or Altoids. No, it was an Altoids one, and it had the it had hummus on a on a headstone. It was like for hummus breath, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ugh, that must be really bad. Like, and so I just had this image in my head that hummus was awful. I think it just has a lot of garlic, but it only has as much garlic as you put in it, and most hummuses are very mild. Right. Yeah, that's what I found. I actually like hummus. Mm -hmm. You just go plain, red pepper? Do you mess with Plain. No, I don't mess with hummus. You know what's really good is the black bean hummus. I feel like I've had black bean hummus. Maybe it's just a different black bean dip, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's all that hummus is just What does it cross the threshold into just a dip and stop becoming a type of hummus? Is it tahine? Like, what's the thing that What makes makes it hummus? Hummus chickpeas make it hummus. Okay. So then if you're using black beans, then it's not a hummus. Then it, no, but it's a black bean dip. Or if you're using... Um, <clears throat> I've made muhammara. Yeah. <clears throat> muhammara. Muhammara, which is walnuts. It's kind of fun to say. Red pepper. Muhammara. Pomegranate. Mm. And nigella seeds. Wow. And some other stuff. And it's savory? But it sounds like it has a tinge of sweetness to it. It has a little pomegranate. Right. Yeah. Huh. It's pretty good. It sounds pretty good. <clears throat> I you like to, shit you like to that. toast the walnuts. 
you know, know about I love that. To- I love toasting <laughs> walnuts. Um, I bought more walnuts at the You roast the, the thing. red peppers. Um, yeah. It was pretty good. Um, so, I know you have to go soon, but yes. we were talking last week about the broken bones, and then we were also talking about the Dogecoin, which you were doggy coin but i mean that's just I, you you can go look for it it's, <clears throat> i've seen it I've, I've heard them speak of it on the internet i've heard them say dogecoin that okay. fat-faced idiot on the fox news which what though he's always talking about the the racist woman or whatever he's like sean hannity is that his name i think he's the fat-faced one yeah he sucks he's yeah such a goofball um, how is he employed it's so sad these people have jobs yeah yeah. Anyway. Um, but, so, but Dogecoin, uh, Elon Musk went on SNL, and it totally do- it took a nosedive. All my Dogecoin is, is I don't want to say it's worthless, but it's not worth what it was before he went on there. Ouch. And he went on, and one of the things, they had some big joke. Hang about, on to it, right? Well, what is Dogecoin? And he's like, basically, it's just kind of a hustle? They're like, yeah, it's just kind of a hustle. Because it's just made up cryptocurrency, but so is yeah. Bitcoin. Right. It was all just made up. Somebody mm-hmm. just made it up. So, no, I haven't sold it. I'm gonna hang on to it. Hang on to it. I'm part of the, you know, the long term. I, I hold in future H O D L. Hold on for dear life. Okay. So get it um, done. I think. I hope. Well, so Elon Musk went on SNL, was not well received. I heard he wasn't funny. Right. I was trying to be kind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not that Elon Musk is listening, but he doesn't care. No. <laughs> you don't think so? He yeah, doesn't he care. Push, he could push a button and have us both killed right now. Like, it's, not, it's not even worth <laughs> like his, from here. It's not like, even. Yeah, exactly. It's not even worth his time. It's like that whole thing with uh, Bill Gates. We say it's not worth his time to stop and pick up a hundred dollar bill off the street. It costs him more to stop what he's doing to pick up a hundred dollar bill than it is to just keep walking. <laughs> keep and make walking. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it was a little disappointing. Um. I'm not much of a day trader in cryptocurrency, but this lucky for you, <laughs> your entire my say like all of your funds aren't in there. No, they're not. Um, I'm not. I'm not. You're still able to go to the grocery store. Yes. Yes. Um, Do you guys take uh, Doge coin? <laughs> so the Oakland like A's take Dogecoin. Do they? Um, the American Cancer Institute or something like one of those was taking donations in dogecoin how does that like, work like you stand there with your phone and you're like do you guys accept dogecoin and say yes yes then how do you so then you just in the app you say oakland a's and then you just show them the screen on your phone of you of would the either transfer. send it there must be some i don't know a receipt there has to be some proof that the transaction occurred yeah i could literally go to my computer like figure out like i'll pay you in some dogecoin figure out what the app what it looks like when mm-hmm. it does that and then reproduce that as a like a little short clip on my phone and just be like yep <clears> just transfer it to you let me in. $400 tickets to the Oakland A's, mm-hmm. front and center, behind the plate, or whatever. Basically. Yeah. Well, because if I have... Because now we're doing a counterfeit Dogecoin, John. Right. Well, I have... I have. <laughs> How I do you have... feel about that? Because isn't that the whole point of cryptocurrencies? There's no... No way to counterfeit, counterfeit it. it. Yeah, basically. But clearly there is, if it's... Um, but I mean, my I'm up still 30%. I have 280 Dogecoin. So, and it's up 30% from when I bought it. Nice. So that's it's up not 30, bad. You're already up. I'm up 30 percent. So it just was up a lot more than that. Yes, it was. It was almost double. Oh. So it'll double again. I'm confident. So he's gonna. He's now gonna send a rocket, a satellite. He's been sending all these satellites into space mm-hmm. for a space yeah, link. A, a car. Well, he did the car. That was that was last year. 
Space Link is going to be for the decentralized internet. Hmm. Which cool. um, I think would be cool. Yeah. Um, but he's sending a rocket up called Doge One. <laughs> so it will literally get to go to the moon, which uh, is the joke. That is. So he's just, he has the money to fucking yeah. send a Doge rocket. I really want one of those cars, those trucks, the, the test. He was driving that around New York City, too. Was he? Yes. I want one. I think they're cool. Well, you think they're cool? I yeah, but everyone is ridiculous. Ma- Tasha's been making fun of my sunglasses a lot lately. She says other people agree with her. Okay, well, for one, I've been making fun of your sunglasses for decades. <laughs> of course. Um, and I've so never listened to you. New. Yeah, I've never. And um, I, I don't care. I, I am, I, we were making fun of your sunglasses on the internet, Danny and I were. No, you were saying they were awesome. Well, because oh, that, like <laughs> well, that, that, that was you like making fun of? That was you making fun of me? I mean, I thought we were enjoying my sunglasses it's together. Not, yeah, I enjoy them. I don't make fun of them. I don't think. No, you should just. It doesn't do, hurt my feelings. I don't. You care. should just wear what you want to wear. I think they look awesome. Then keep wearing them. If I saw somebody else wearing, them, I would be like, "Hey, man, you look awesome." Yeah, don't let anyone tell you. No, I'm not. I mean, going you to. told me last last week or whatever, and you were like, "John." But there's a line there. Yeah, go on. You're like, John. We can talk about your hair. And we talked about the hair, and you know the thing is, before you said anything, I had been thinking like it was time to get it cut. Now it's just spite? Yeah, basically. (laughs) I think so. I'm not sure. Don't do this to yourself over spite, buddy. (laughs) But you said something to me that I I wanted to uh, circle back on. Okay. And you said, there are women out there who have said, what is John doing? He would be so much better looking. Who are these women? Do they really exist? You made this up. They really exist. You made this up. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you who they are. The women who think I'm attractive, if only. Right. And... I'm My attractiveness. Gonna, that they would stop speaking to me in confidence if I if I violate that confidence. Fair enough. I understand. We're we're going here live. But, yeah. You know. Have another drink. I'm <laughs> oh, the bartender comes out. <laughs> this one's on me. Can I something a little stronger? Um, just the double. Though. But also, I don't. I I don't know that I would be interested in a woman whose love is contingent upon the you length mean, of my hair. Well, if if. I mean, attraction has to be there, right? I mean, yes. it's kind of important. Yes. If you're not attracted to somebody, then it's not going to work. But you ever you ever met somebody and that can adjust that and can not grow? been attracted, and then later like got to know them and sure. been like, wow, they're a lot more attractive than sure. I when I first but, met but, them. But the initial like when you're trying to meet someone mm-hmm. and you're not attractive to them, you're the likelihood of you getting to that point is slimmer and slimmer. But they're not even they know me. They don't. They're, they're not trying to meet me. Okay. I'm all vaxxed up. So am I. Are you? I'm ready to party. Did you get your I got no. I got the recipe online, and I made it here. <laughs> yeah. The chlo- chloroquine or whatever. The no, fuck that I is. got is this the white wine vinegar and um. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, yeah, I hope I you're kidding. It. But there's just that idea because I know you don't go to real doctors. That... I do. I went to. I went to an you actual went to a Western doctor. medicine doctor. I've been to one. I just recently went to. Yeah, I got my physical. Yeah, just recently, folks. <laughs> just, just recently. Finally went to a real doctor. Yes. No, I have a doctor at the clinic. Good. Dr. Bird. Good. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm hopeful for you. I love you. And I want you to be healthy. And I got lots of blood drawn. Voodoo doctors aren't going to work. I got lots of blood drawn. I do both. Yeah. Then she took like six vials. Tested everything. The everything doctor. is yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just they just she just took blood yeah. and then sent me a piece of paper. I assume there was, was something. She, it in was between. super fast, wasn't it? I mean, it was less than a mine week. Was, mine was like, no, I mean, I mean, uh, the pro, like I when I I had a bunch of tests done too, mm-hmm. like heart stuff, STD mm-hmm. stuff, had it all done, all my blood work, and 
they took like nine vials and it was done in like yeah. a second. Like but I just came looked up. She's like, bap, 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 yeah. bap. Yeah. Or maybe it was over here. I don't know. I wasn't look. I can't look. I'm terrified of needles, but. But you have tattoos. Yeah, it doesn't even look like a needle, right? It's like a syringe is like, it's like heights. Like I can't, I freeze up. Like I, I feel put... like it's coming for me. If I see it on the street, if I see it in a person's hand, no, I, I fucking, they're terrifying. I hate them. You're going to have to go to the dentist one of these days. Uh, no, I know. I don't Never. So. Maybe not. Because they put two needles into me. At the... But again, you can't see what they're doing. Yeah. And by that time, I'm all gassed up. Well, I, I have an understanding with the dentist. We don't show me the needles. I don't <laughs> see them. I get it. I get it. Yeah. That's fine. I'm not I'm not trying to make you see the needles. They're terrifying. But, but Elon Musk Speaking of needles. Speaking of needles, is gonna what do you think about the Mars thing? Do you think he's gonna go to Mars? I I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about how we should focus more on Earth and I mm-hmm. agree with that. I'm huge into space, NASA and right. exploration and the future, technology, moving forward and all of these things. Science uh, is my religion, and I, I, I believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so much work to be done here, and these resources could be better spent. But I feel like nobody wants to hear how we should spend it, because it involves taking out a lot of problems that are people. If that's too cryptic to understand, I don't want to mm-hmm. go to jail, but I feel like a restructuring of the management of this planet is extremely expensive and uh, problematic for a lot of the people mostly that are already in charge and making these terrible decisions. They know what the right decisions are and they're willfully willfully ignoring them. Yeah. Um, for their own short-sighted, like they want their grandkids yeah. to go to Harvard or whatever the, or, or have a boat the, or a yacht yeah. or whatever. It's like, it's I so heard stupid. something yeah. that, um, kind of struck me funny and um they were saying that most of the people who are in charge most of the people many of many i should i don't want to say most several of the people that are in congress that are in charge went to segregated schools and this and i was like oh shit walter's got to take a call no i'm not okay but i mean i feel like she's on facebook she could tell that we're i'm sorry terrell i'm i'll call you like I'm maybe here doing not, this. Maybe thing. she's not watching. Well, yeah. get on your Facebook, girl. <laughs> um, but I think that's Facebook? part. I mean, there's. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're probably not gonna see it. This. We're gonna have to have people from our generation and the next generation in charge before any of these things change. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of this pandemic situation is gonna affect a lot of that. Like it's. Kids are be they're all being forced to be homeschooled and they just they, they don't have the same socialization that everybody else did. So I think yeah, these next couple generations because things are so drastically different, wearing masks, not shaking hands, you know the exclusivity, the blatant problem. You know like my whole thing with the Grateful Dead. You know because the Grateful Dead would come. This is going somewhere. The Grateful Dead would come into my hometown and like suck out all the cheap food and the milk and the cheese and the cheap bread and things that I like to eat because I had chemo. You know, made me hate the Grateful Dead, right? And so, because like, they took all the groceries. Yeah, because they because because I would well, my stomach, I had no stomach lining, so basically, the foods that I could eat were like plain eggs, milk, plain cheese and bread sandwich, like white bread sandwiches with like craft cheese. Like I couldn't have any like sharp cheddar, like it would destroy me. Like ketchup, couldn't do it. 
too spicy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed bland foods. And those are the least expensive, and they would just come in and take them because they were broke-ass deadheads. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I learned to hate them. The same way, like, these kids are growing up now, seeing how fucked the world is, and... I think that when they do take over, that's you're right. That's when we're going to start seeing the changes. These next couple of generations, not in our time, probably not in our lifetime, where we're going to have, you know, the Trumps and those, the woozles and the heffalumps are going to be <laughs> the heffalumps and woozles. Yes, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, uh, just even you were talking about we we're talking about detergent and mm. trying to reduce <clears throat> our carbon footprint, which yeah, carbon footprint was made up by BP Exxon to impose the burden of that on the individual rather than the corporation, which is where the real problem lies. Hmm. And so after my experience at the refill center, where it was extraordinarily expensive, I was like, I can't live my life being fucking stressed out about the the laundry detergent. But I mean, if you had this this thing, that if this thing works with the little boards or whatever, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm down to do that. Yeah. You know, but I just can't spend... It's like 58 loads for $8. So it's like cheaper than regular detergent. And there's no shipping. It's not a big package. It's like, a, it looks like bounce. Like it's look, mm-hmm. looks like little fabric softener sheets. And you just take a sheet out, break it off, break off half one or a quarter of one for a load, mm-hmm. throw it in there. There's yeah, it's, And it's eco-friendly detergent. So that makes me dubious. I don't know. Not, is that doubtful? Uh, that makes me doubt it. Whatever that is. I don't. Word is. I just don't think here. And I'll. I'll say this. Eco-friendly I understand soaps. why. I understand why you think it's doubtful because you believe in chemicals. And well, well what the, the fundamental pro- property of killing the bacteria and the things that are in the. Cl- why are you cleaning it? Mm-hmm. So it'll kill things. Right. Well, then if it's not going to kill the environment, then why is it going to kill the things in my clothes? Well, if it's not astringent enough to kill that tree over there, why would I trust it to clean the the germs that are on my clothes? The germ. I think those are two different things. I think once water is, once it's diluted, it doesn't just become poison that goes out to the ocean or to the trees. Sludge and all that. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Well, all life, you know, like insecticides and all that. I mean, they're poisons. <laughs> and with that, sorry, I was Walter. reading Mike's things. Yes. Um. So I have to go. I have, my bus is. Oh my gosh! I gotta go. <clears throat> It's late. So, we will do this again very soon. Okay. And I'll talk to you then. All right, later, Mike. Okay. Ciao. Bye. It's John. It's John. Thank you for listening to Gluten Is Not Your Problem. Send your ideas, comments, and questions to glutenisnotyourproblem at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.